This is the Short-Term Parking Podcast, and I am Jack Prebeck. I'm going to start today with a quote from Eric Hoffer. The central task of education is to implant a will in a facility for learning. It should produce not learned, but learning people. The truly human society is a learning society where grandparents, parents, and children are students together. In a time of drastic change, it is the learners who inherit the future. The learned usually find themselves equipped to live in a world that no longer exists. And that is from Reflections on the Human Condition from 1973. It should be noted first off that the quote is in reference to education. The central task of education is to implant a will in a facility for learning education as opposed to schooling. Schooling is a means of conditioning, primarily through repetition. Education, on the other hand, is about learning, learning to learn, learning to teach oneself. Hoffer also makes a distinction between the learning and the learned. The learning are people that continue to have an open mind and are seeking new information. The learned already know it and they are set in their ways. In a time of drastic change, it is the learners who inherit the future. The learned usually find themselves equipped to live in a world that no longer exists. Clearly, we are in a time of drastic change. And one of the major pitfalls is to resist continued learning, continued education, seeking new information. At the very least, one has to concede that what we are dealing with here is a novel virus. Eric Hoffer's best-known work was the 1951 book, The True Believer, Thoughts on the Nature of Mass Movements. And it is definitely recommended reading as mass movements, movements of people, how to influence large groups of people, the hive mind, group think, all play an important role in our society, in our culture. In the book, Hoffer puts forth that there are common traits with all mass movements, be they religious, military, corporate, or what have you. Mass movements require men of words, 
the propagandists, men of action, the ones willing to get their hands dirty, the true believers or fanatics, and later on, the administrators, the bureaucrats. But if you want to orchestrate a mass movement, you have to have the true believers. And Hoffer espouses that the true believers might be found among the dissatisfied, the misfits of society. In the previous five episodes of this podcast, I've talked a lot about creativity in the creative process. And that is a thing that interests me quite a bit. And so in the interest of contextual continuity, I'm going to hit you with another quote from the true believers. The most incurably frustrated and therefore the most vehement among the permanent misfits are those with an unfulfilled craving for creative work. Both those who try to write, paint, compose, etc. and fail decisively and those who after tasting the elation of creativeness feel a drying up of the creative flow within and know that never again will they produce aught worthwhile are alike in the grip of a desperate passion, neither fame nor power, nor riches, nor even monumental achievements in other fields can still their hunger. Even the wholehearted dedication to a holy cause does not always cure them. Their unappeased hunger persists, and they are likely to become the most violent extremists in the service of their holy cause. That, my friends, is an adult dose. The notion that the most violent extremists in the service of a cause, a holy cause, may be doing so because of an envy of creativity. The inability to produce original thoughts original work that is of worth. And so much of what we see around us, what we experience that is labeled creative in this culture is not original thought or original work, often at best derivative and at worst parasitic. And along with that, we have a lot of self-proclaimed creative types that are championing a holy cause while true creative people are shouting into the void. One of the enticements for jumping on the bandwagon, for promoting the holy cause for being part of the group think, the group, the hive mind, is you're speaking to a built-in audience. You get the gratification, the feedback, the positive reinforcement. Hoffer also wrote, 
The sense of worth derived from creative work depends upon recognition by others, which is never automatic. As a result, the path of self-realization, even when it is the only open one, is taken with reluctance. Men of talent have to be goaded to engage in creative work. The groans and laments of even the most gifted and prolific echo through the ages. I suppose there's truth in that. I am sure that there are people that have to be encouraged to engage in creativity. But at the same time, I'm quite sure that there are people that are going to be creative no matter what. It's in them and it's got to come out, as John Lee Hooker said. There are those for whom the creative process is the default setting. They can't help it. They have to spew forth the thoughts, the words, the visions, the sounds, and document them for any who wish to imbibe now or sometime in the distant future. Kurt Vonnegut had a character named Kilgore Trout who was a science fiction writer that dwindled in obscurity and yet his work was discovered later on by other key characters and his influence became a factor in a bigger picture, a sort of butterfly effect. I first heard of Eric Hoffer from my father, and it was actually a case of mistaken identity. I had seen the movie The Last Waltz several times, the movie that documented the band's farewell concert in San Francisco and they brought out at one point Lawrence Ferlinghetti the beat poet Lawrence Ferlinghetti and he recited a poem called The Loud Prayer and I didn't recall his name I was trying to describe him to my dad and uh, he thought I was talking about Eric Hoffer Possibly the San Francisco reference, I don't know. And he said, Oh yeah, the longshoreman poet. He was pretty good. Years later, I was trying to uh, recall the name he told me. And all I could remember was the longshoreman poet. But by this time, the internet was a thing, and I just uh, typed in a search for the longshoreman poet. And it turns out that that is a popular way of referring to Eric Hoffer. And lo and behold, I was opened up to a whole bunch of stuff that I had not been aware of before. Soon after that, I found a copy of The True Believer at the used bookstore, The Christian Fellowship. 
and it opened me up to a lot of stuff and I still go back and read uh, Eric Hoffer stuff today. One of the things that I really like is a lot of his writing is suitable or rather maybe conducive to read as aphorisms and I'm a big fan of the aphorism little snacks of wisdom little nuggets of inspiration thought provoking in short form great to take with you when you're on the go but as delighted as I was with my discovery of Eric Hoffer as I said, it was still a case of mistaken identity. And I was still wanting to seek out Lawrence Ferlinghetti. So I went back and rewatched The Last Waltz. And I should point out here that The Last Waltz had a huge impact on me because I saw it when I was probably 15 or 16. So it was the late 70s or 1980. And I saw it at the Tivoli Theater on Del Mar Boulevard in St. Louis. And the movie had been out for a few years. And it was a cult classic at that time, a cult movie. The Tivoli showed it fairly regularly. And when they did, it was almost a concert atmosphere. People were kicking back and imbibing and cheering when various performers came on the stage in the movie, cheering as if they were in the audience at the actual concert. As a young lad who had only been pursuing music for maybe a year or two at that time, the whole atmosphere was intoxicating. And even though the segment that featured the poet, Lawrence Ferlinghetti, was very brief, it stuck with me. He was sort of an oddity in that setting. He was, I'll say, older than the rest of the performers in the movie somewhat out of place and yet there was something even beyond his words something that gave me a sense that there was a connection some type of kindred spirit Lawrence Ferlinghetti co-founder of the City Lights bookstore and if you would have told me about that at the time I would have had no idea what you were talking about Lawrence Ferlinghetti, one of the beats, who wrote, I am waiting for my case to come up, and I am waiting for a rebirth of wonder, and I am waiting for someone to really discover America and whale. Lawrence Ferlinghetti, who was born in 1919, and will celebrate his 101st birthday later this year. Lawrence Ferlinghetti is still part of the scene, still waiting.
Oh, man. So a lot of literary references this week. Eric Hoffer, Lawrence Ferlinghetti, and I even slipped in a little bit of Kurt Vonnegut there. Creative men of letters. I have found inspiration from their work and continue to do so. Their work provokes thoughts. And those thoughts provoke action. Inspiration. And I prefer inspiration to influence. Musicians would go on and on about primarily other musicians who influenced them. I don't care much for that. I prefer inspiration. And that can come from outside your creative medium of choice. And sometimes it's better that way. And so I remain shouting, howling into the void. And as is the tradition, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of music. And on this podcast, the end music I use comes from different improvisation pieces I do throughout the week or days leading up to when I record the particular podcast. And if you've been following along, you know that I've uh, recently attained a music production device, an Akai Force, that is a uh, sampler in a way to arrange different sounds. And so what I've been doing lately is I've been putting together a track or as some call it a beat. And then I've been adding parts to it. This one is a track I made on the Akai and then I added some guitar chords and a bass part and then I improvised a guitar solo over the top of all of that and it's a uh, jaunty little breezy jazzy ditty and I hope you enjoy it and thank you so much for tuning in to the short-term parking podcast
Thank you.